Hi, I'm Jerry Gerard, and I'm not immortal, but neither are you. I don't know if you've ever played chess. I try, and um, I have various attempts to get good at it, and then I tend to peter out. But I like the idea that the game is basically a never-ending challenge of kind of mental acuity. You can learn that if you make one rash move and don't think about what your opponent's going to do, then you'll probably be surprised to lose your queen fairly early in the game. So you get better and say, well, if I move this piece and they move that piece, then I better make sure that this piece is not in that location. But now I've thought two moves ahead. Most of the grandmasters and the experts and the the uh, highest level chess players are probably thinking, I don't know, I'm making this up, eight, nine, ten moves ahead? Is that even possible? You hear people talking about seeing a, a checkmate eight or nine moves ahead, which, of course, makes my brain hurt just thinking about it. But that whole idea of thinking ahead and thinking about the consequences of action A that will generate a certain response comes up all over the place. And so I'll give you a couple of examples where I think people think that one action will cause a positive outcome, but it doesn't always work out that way. You know, huge barges full of recyclables being sent down the shoreline made people think that we'd run out of places to put our recyclables, our trash, and we needed to recycle more. So actually that was just one case. It wasn't really a problem. So, you know, but the optics is what really matters. We all use, you know, we all recycle our bottles and we all recycle our cans, but it turns out that the act of actually processing the recycled bottles is so labor-intensive that a lot of people don't even want to do it anymore. So a lot of the stuff that you put in the recycle bin ends up going probably in the regular trash in a landfill. And there was a time when China would buy all of our our processed, our, um, our recyclables, and that's that, that time has come to an end because it's just not worth it to them anymore. So now we just, I think a lot of it just gets thrown away because we don't have much place for it. The other thing that we hear a lot about is um, the reusable bags. But it turns out that the, uh, the act of making paper bags is actually more harmful for the environment than making a plastic bag. So you, uh, you gain... Uh, decomposition of benefits of a paper bag, but you lose the ecological damage of making that paper bag. And ironically, those canvas bags that we get from PBS or wherever, those are actually even harsher on the environment for to create. Um, so I think we all have good intentions, but the unintended consequences of those actions sometimes are not what we expected. Another thing that I heard recently was there's going to be uh, self-driving cars everywhere you go. We'll all forget how to drive, and it will be, you know, just basically a sea of robot cars on all the highways. This sounds great because then you don't have to worry about driving. There should be less accidents, and, you know, it'll just, it should change the way we all kind of transport ourselves. But I did read that because the AI inside the self-driving cars are going to be programmed to be very conservative and very careful not to hurt pedestrians, pedestrians will then become very blasé about stepping right out in front of a car because the car will be programmed to stop 
pedestrians will learn to trust this and no longer care about crosswalks or walk signs and just walk indiscriminately in front of streets, which could actually make traffic worse than it is today. I, I found this both depressing and completely plausible. If you ever walk around a college campus where the kids walk around without any kind of recognition that the cars are on the road as if they quote-unquote own the place, I think you'll sense what that feels like if you've ever been caught in a traffic snarl up on a college campus because the kids are just walking everywhere. So that was another case where you think that it's a good thing, but there's a sinister, not sinister, there's an underbelly, there's a there's an unaccounted consequence. Um, so let me tell you a story about my Keurig. So I have this kind of rule I try to live by, and it's not my rule, it's a rule that just says that, you know, you want to leave something better than you found it. So if you walk into a room and you throw away your trash, but you notice the trash can's kind of full, then take the trash out. The next person will will benefit from that extra action that you take. And if we all did that, the collective efforts of that little bit extra would benefit everyone greatly. But it only works if everybody does it. So we have a Keurig in our kitchen, and uh, one of the things with the pods, the coffee machine, and it has a water reservoir that has to be refilled, and it has a pod that you have to take out when you're done making your single single cup of coffee. So I'll every time I go to it, I'll not only make sure that I remove my own pod when I'm done, but I'll fill the water reservoir back to the top because I think that's better than I found it because that, that way the next person will not have to throw away somebody else's coffee pod and also be uh, not be worried about a... Uh, you know, a half empty or quarter empty or worse empty water reservoir. And I think to myself, you know, this is a good thing. But what it breeds in me is resentment. And that's what I realized recently. So every time I go to the machine and find the last person's pod and the water a third full, I get resentful and in my head and I start kind of thinking, you know, oh, great, you know, can anybody do the slightest thing for the next person? I do this. I get a little holier than thou, a little self-righteous. And that does two things. It actually makes my mood worse, and it also makes me a bear to be around because I will get kind of, I'll get snippy. I won't come out and lash out at people, but I will behave in a way that, for lack of a better word, poisons the environment. And uh, so, so let's just walk that through. So if, on one hand... I expect everyone to live to my standard and make sure that everything is left better or in an optimal state for the next user or the next visitor, and that doesn't happen, then I have to do a little bit of extra work to, to be able to use my, to do my thing. In the Keurig example, I had to throw away one extra pot. I got to throw mine away anyway, so it doesn't make that much more work. And if the water's not empty, when I start or when I end, who cares? When it actually does get empty, then that person will have to fill it up. But it doesn't have to be done every time. It's a little neurotic if you think about it. If I just behaved in a reasonable manner and and in, and did not expect other people to behave in this kind of above and beyond manner, my mood wouldn't darken. I wouldn't build resentment, which has to have emotional and physical. It's got to be detrimental, one would think. If I could do that, then things are probably, on the whole, better off. So back to the chess analogy, I can I move my queen and think, ah, this is a great position, but then I don't think ahead. That means I could probably lose my queen one move later because I was rash about it. I don't know if this all holds up, but I do believe that sometimes we need to think at least one move ahead, maybe two, maybe three, if we're really good at it, 
and think about the larger scale effects of what we're doing and how we're acting. Now, the most important thing to, to ask is, will I change my behavior around the Keurig? I'd like to say yes, but I'm not sure. I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to update you in the future to see how I actually do, but at least I recognize my, uh, the folly of my actions. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the Not Immortal Podcast. My name is Jerry Gerard. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at, at Jerry Gerard. You can also follow the show at the website, notimmortal.com. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Overcast, and Stitcher, and Spotify, and all the other places you can get podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.